Welcome to Childhood Trash, a dumpster dive into our childhood nostalgia, where we re-examine some of the most influential media from our youth in order to answer the question, tragic or nostalgic? I'm your host, Maggie Keating, joined by my co-host, Pia LaVaca. Pia, how are you doing? I am so excited, Maggie. I am also thrilled because today we are interviewing a very influential person from our childhood. So the biggest name we've had so far. Truly, like, royalty in the field of childhood nostalgia. I am, like, buzzing. I, I cannot am, wait. I can't believe he said yes. I oh, can't no. believe he responded. I think I think that's our first question to him is why. Why? <laughs> We're kind of, like, burying the lead here. We're going to be interviewing Paul Hohen, the absolute icon. And director of many, 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 many Disney Channel original movies. Like, we don't even have time to name them all. But we're going to try. We're going to try our best. So, <laughs> okay, starting with the ones that we've actually covered already in the in the podcast. Um, Read it and weep and jump in. Are Both you kidding? Previous episodes of the pod. We Catch up later. Like, we didn't even realize we were going to be able to get him on the podcast, and it's just so cool. Cheetah Girls, One World, which is one of the Cheetah Girls sequels. Number three. Yeah. Um, the Troop? Oh my god, I just found this out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Camp Rock 2, Let It Shine. Cloud Nine. Cloud Nine, which is insane. How to Build a Better Boy. Invisible Sister. He's done um, all three of the Zombies movies, which are more recent Disney Channel original movies. And just like too many more that we can't can't even. name. We can't even. We can't even. And, and along with a ton of TV. Yes. So some of the TV, which is also like really important. I think the biggest one so far is High School Musical, the musical, the series. He's done four episodes of. Yeah. Which is insane. Um, we have Liv and Maddie. We have Zeke and Luther. Zeke and Luther. Jonas. Supposedly Sabrina the Teenage Witch. And also Andy Mack. He is still working for Disney. We can't wait to get all the tea as much as we can about the kind of good old days of the DCOMs and like where they're going right now. Like I can't wait to hear about like what's going on right now. I know and what he's working on next. Yeah and like in the Disney plus realm of it all like I'm so interested. Yes so he was working kind of like freelance for Disney for a long time. Yeah and now he's we picked up and now he's officially officially hired hired by Disney Channel to work on all of these um, the zombies movies and like uh, I'm sure he has some other stuff. Yeah the more recent like more recent stuff that has kind of flown under our radar, but but stuff that is very popular right now. For so, today's for kids. For today's kids. Yeah. So we're so excited. So without further ado, let's let's jump into the interview. Yeah, let's go talk to him. You've done so much stuff that we love yeah. and we're really excited to talk to you. Oh. So um, yeah, so you have quite the impressive catalog. Um, can you give us some details about how you got started in the industry and how you got into working with Disney Channel? Um, so I was, oh boy. So I was in college, which I assume you guys are, right? Yes. <laughs> and I was a theater major and, and uh, well, I started in high school and I really thought I wanted to be in theater. I saw a musical and I thought like, holy cow. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> This is really super cool. And so I got into college and I was a theater major. And then, you know, I just didn't, it wasn't really my vibe or at least their program wasn't really my vibe. Mm -hmm. And I had a lot of people who were um, television or communication majors, you know, were doing stuff in TV. So I just like decided, oh, this is great. I'm gonna go over here to this television department. And so I worked in that TV department and I was you know, I directed things and they made commercials, things that were just a little bit more accessible than mm-hmm. Moliere or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So then I graduated and I got into, so my whole thing wasn't like 
you know, I'm going to be a film major and, um, you know, um, and go to film school and I want to make movies like Steven Spielberg. So uh, I just sort of fell into different things. And then I went and I worked in variety. I worked on a show called Solid Gold. I was a PA. I typed scripts. I did music breakdowns for the directors, you know. And then finally I moved to an AD and I was working on this show called Kids Incorporated, which was a Disney Channel show Mm -hmm. with kids who uh, worked in a theater and and sang and were in a band and, you know, (laughs) early channel and then that guy did a show called the secret world of alex mack which was a single camera film show on nickelodeon and i just at that point just begged i gotta get out of the booth i don't want to sit in this dark room and scream at people by pushing a button i would really like to just you know direct some single camera stuff which started a whole like kind of career at nickelodeon with uh, shows that they did over there. And then at the time, Disney wanted to be Nickelodeon. So they started to do all these similar shows yeah. like <laughs> Ethan Stevens and yep. I don't know, there was a one where there was people in a ambulance that were teens and there was a whole <laughs> bunch of stuff that they tried, right? Mm-hmm. And so I started doing those shows and then the Disney Channel decided that they wanted to do these films, which now they've done over a hundred of them, I think. They were looking for somebody who could, knew how to work with kids, knew how to do single camera. And they said, well, let's, they said, oh, you, we need to use this guy, Paul. And I did the movie, Luck of the Irish. And from that (laughs) point on, it's been a lifetime. Yeah, that's crazy. So that's it. We were just talking about how much we love the luck of the Irish. Yeah. It's like a staple for St. Patrick's Day. Um, right, yeah, I know. <laughs> yes. That's I so remember funny. reading it and thinking to myself, like, this is really good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah. Yeah. He's laughing. That's a fun one. So obviously you've worked on so many like kind of like kids media, kids shows and, and movies. What's it like working mostly with like young actors and like how has that changed? over time? Um, you know, it's, well, it's changed with me as, you know, because, you know, when I started, I was similar, closer to age to mm-hmm. them. Sure. And also trying to, you know, do something good and further my career. So I think if anything, I had to, I was definitely put a lot of pressure, I think, on mm-hmm. them, you know, when, when, uh, I was younger, you know, to, it's got to be great because if it's great, then this show's great. And so, like, all of our careers were sort of, like, working together, kind of. And, you know, if I had to look back and say I was a little bit more of a hard ass, I guess, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. and, and, you know, more frustrated that things weren't exactly, people weren't hitting their marks or lines weren't delivered or people didn't show up and, you know, and, and then as... I started seeing it more like what happened to kids, you know, and, you know, it, it kind of changed my attitude on, on how I approach things and, and how I work. I'm just I'm a little bit more of a nurturing kind of a guy at this point and, you know, an encouragement. And I also, you know, I like to see new people coming along and I sort of feel like um, I can give them cautionary tales about, you know, what happens. Mm-hmm. And then, but just overall, in general, the, there's a lot of stress because people are inexperienced, but then there's also a lot of reward because people mostly are there to do a great job who, who see themselves as having a career. And, you know, like I remember when Dove 
started on cloud nine she really was like super excited that she was part of the quote-unquote she called it the disney mafia you know <laughs> yeah uh, anyway so that's good so you know and then you know working with adults and stuff it's they're concerned about completely different things how they look you know they spend way more time in makeup and hair than <laughs> our kids do and so it's so it's it's that in that sense it's a blessing and I get to do fun things. I get to, you know, be in weird places and it's and adventures and things like that. So that's all kind of a lot more fun than say a Hallmark movie or, you know. Yeah, yeah. definitely. It's really yeah. cool. It's really cool to, um, we've, you know, obviously looked at a lot of the movies you've done and, and seen a bunch of them and to see how some of the actors have become really like famous, really famous people. Um, we were just talking, right. we were just talking about Let It Shine and, and uh, Abbott Elementary and how some of the actors from that are, are all grown up now. It's super cool. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and they all, and I, I hope they all come back. Sometimes there's, lately there's been, we worked too hard and I had this, and you know, I don't know. I, I, I kind of think, I know, you know, I go like, yeah, that that is the downside. But the upside is, you're famous. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and you've, you have a task. It's like going to school. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just you start out a lot younger. You know, you decide your career a lot younger. Yeah, so. that's yeah. definitely true. So yeah. we've done two episodes of, of our podcast already on movies that you've directed. So we've done um, Read It and Weep and Jump In, which we actually, we loved both of those. So loved our, so much. Yeah, like our, our, whole, our whole idea is like going back and seeing if these kinds of movies still hold, hold up. up. And we right. thought our, our general idea with both of these is that they did. And we were so excited that you were that you responded to us, yeah. actually, in the first place. But um, oh. we just wanted to, I guess, get your thoughts on, like, making those movies. What was it like? Any, like, specific memories or the process of doing that? Let's see. Read it. Which one should I start with? I guess Read It and Weep was after Jump It or before? I think it was after. After, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, Jump In started, so I don't know, maybe it was my third movie I did, this movie called Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off, right? Mm -hmm. And it kind of started this genre of these movies that are about kind of gender roles and they're kind of coded sort of like whoever, I mean, they're coded it. Well, on the surface, it's like be whoever you want to be, you know, but a lot of these like Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off is kind of saying something like it, it's you know if you're gay it's okay you know basically so <laughs> <Yeah>. that, <laughs> which I which was a big deal at the time mm -hmm. you know that yeah. that and that's something that I'm proud of you know that because the writer of Eddie's Million Dollar Cook-Off was gay and these that sort of model then actually turned into um High School Musical, it's kind of the same model for mm -hmm. Let It Shine. It's also the same model for getting back to jump in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and so the jump in thing, you know, so I think at first I was kind of like, oh, you know, the script, you know, it's the same thing again. And what can we do different? And, you know, I think I was, it was, I was already sort of on the verge of like, okay, I, this not telling your dad what your real, you know, good, passion for life is, yeah. is yeah. maybe we've done it all <laughs> i i so you know and i went to i was sent to toronto to do it 
they said they have somebody there who's, you know, going to get all the, the double Dutch people, right? And, because there's a lot of teams <laughs> yeah, in the movie, yeah, right? Yeah. And we went to this guy in New York who was, you know, part of that theater and part of that famous competition in New York about double Dutchers. And, and we, he was drunk. He showed me only like little teeny kids. Like, oh my gosh. And, you know, I'm like, you know, I was telling the producer, you, Tiki, you know, is like, these are teens. Like, we can't, they're not like little teeny kids. There's some parts, but, and he, when we went to the school that he was supposed to show us people, that school didn't know who he was. Oh my God. And I thought, oh my God, this is a disaster. We have nobody who can give us these people because we needed a lot of teams, plus we needed doubles for you know um orban and kiki and the two girls you know that were on the team and i i wrote back to the channel i got home that night in my hotel in new york and said i think you need to send me a different script like, oh, I, I don't think i don't think we can make this movie i think it's impossible and so the executive disney called the producer the line producer and who said no, no, it's going to be okay. And like everybody talked me off the wall that we could actually get these people. And so they just, the whole prep for them was they had this one, well, the production manager would send out all over Canada and the United States. You know, when I went to that guy's apartment, we knew we weren't going to use him because he kept calling me Mr. Double Vision. I wear glasses. And, oh my God. But I was like, sitting there, I was like writing down like, oh, here's the program for this double. I'm going to write down these team names. And, and so we just started, they, I have to say, the producer started to like pull that thing together like I could not believe. And they would show me tapes like every single day. Look at this team. Look at this team. And and so by the time we had a lot of them, and then Corbin and Fiki came along and I mean, they were, when they went into rehearsals, they were like completely amazing. Like they could do almost everything wow. that we yeah. needed them to do. Like we rarely needed to use their doubles for anything. Wow. So, and it which was, you know, completely shocking. It just is like one of those things where you think the movie is gonna be, oh yeah, it's just this average deal. And then you suddenly see how this whole thing progresses and you go like, my god this is fantastic yeah you know like who knew so it, it, it was it was a scary thing but i always say movies like sometimes the um the magic happens and sometimes it doesn't like you can have the greatest script in the world and it can be this just nightmare and it turns out terrible and sometimes you can have the most average script and it just lights a fire and it turns great and that was you know i wonder if i can I can't mute this. I'm worried it's going to go ding every five seconds. No, you're okay. <laughs> so that was that movie. And, um, you know, I don't know. I love that movie. I love them. I love Kiki and I love Corbin. I love the production design. I sort of love yeah. the whole the working script. Kevin Lafferty did that and Doug McCullough, who's a production designer. And they also did Camp Rock 2, yes. the final jam. So that, you know, and I just, I would love to go back and work with them again. And then, you know, um, Read It and Weep was interesting because it's such a simple little story, you know, and not a lot of, there's not a lot, I mean, there's a, a prom, you know, but whatever, it's 
it's, you know, and we tried to make that bigger and what we could. But it was also of those days where I could get a script and sit down and actually, you know, rewrite it and do things and kind of shape it into something. And so all of that was trying to give it a visual interest, which was, you know, this iPad computer, which somebody showed me, right, where you yeah. can actually draw, which I remember finding it and somebody showed showed it to me. And I thought, oh, wow, we can do stuff with graphics. And since it's about her journal, you know, we can make that all look really interesting. And I think I, we, I, we gave it to Kay. Everybody was like, I want a computer like that. Yes, you know, yes, so were we. we <laughs> yeah, like, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and now there's an iPad, and it's like, oh well, whatever. It's old hat. <laughs> but um, that was that was the fun part about that movie is trying to you know make something visual out of somebody's writing in a journal because that could be really like boring, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and then the other person who was just the cast was tremendous, and Kay especially who you know, wasn't in a lot. I think they always had high hopes for her. I had worked with Danielle on something else, but she was kind of the, she was just a charm and she was so good in that movie. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. we're both creative writing majors at our college. And so like Pia was saying that it was like her 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 origin origin story. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I feel like I watched that movie and I really took it to heart. (laughs) Yeah. That's so well, good, good for you. That's a good job to have. Yeah, super <laughs> excited. Good major to have. Yeah, because it'll take you far. Thank you. So I apologize for the redundancy, but we do kind of want to talk about almost everything. Yeah. So um, our yeah, next, keep going over. our next movie that we kind of pulled out from your extensive catalog um, that we both love is Cloud Nine, uh-huh. and so you kind of already uh, touched on a little bit of. Uh, that but like what was your experience working on that one like that one's super like cold and like frosty I'm not sure if I know where they filmed it but yeah it I, seems like a fun set to work I on. definitely have talked to a bunch of people and asked them like you know we've had lots of conversations with our friends for this podcast to learn like what people loved when they were kids and cloud nine came up a lot I, like everybody <laughs> thought the snowboarding was super cool yeah. and seeing that in a movie was awesome so we wanted to know yeah. like how did you guys get that in a in in a movie like that, I think when you're younger as a director, you're like, yeah, we can do this. It's gonna be great. <laughs> and, <laughs> Got it. And then you know, like every day, you're it's dark and you're sitting there on a nice. I have pictures of me like with this. It took a half hour to get dressed every morning because it was like so cold. And I have pictures of me like trying like my gloves are off and I'm trying to text somebody on my iPhone oh my and it's just it's a giant blizzard and yeah. I'm just lying on the bike on the ground oh like, my God. <laughs> and, and so you would have to like in order to do those stunts you know there's no you know it's a steep like mountain right so you have to kind of you know, okay, we're going to start at the bottom, or actually we would all hike to the top with all the equipment, as light as we possibly oh could, and then do the takeoff, and maybe there would be another camera which would do the second pass of it, and then the person wouldn't go all the way down. And then we'd have to hike down to this half of it so the person crossed on this side, and then go down to the bottom, come back up again, top the opposite side halfway up, and get the other person the other way. So the whole thing... I at one point the camera operator who's a little bit of a hothead was like <laughs> screaming at me you know like oh there's gotta be an easier way to do this <laughs> <laughs> and I 
never oh doing this. You know, a snowboard movie like this before. Because it, it was, there was at one point that we even were all, I was behind the camera and a snowboarder came like right at the, but was supposed to come right next to us, but actually it like landed right on top of us from in the air. So it's like, you know, he's 20 feet up in the air and we're all like, oh, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. And, you know, and then boom, and then hit the camera and the, the operator and we all slid down the mountain, you know, <laughs> oh and the camp totally covered in snow and ice and, you know, and then another time I was coming up and I was talking to somebody on the telephone and they were doing this big thing where this person goes up in the air like the fall and they have a, a bag. So they come up on the side and then they twirl around. Right. And then he loses control. I think this was the big you know, accident. Mm-hmm. And then he comes down to the ground and you see him pass the thing and he hits this um a big pad like a boxes and things like that well i'm talking on the phone and i'm coming up and i'm watching them do this because every to get to the set you had to hike on the side of the mountain with like i wore crampons you know to like get up there with oh all the <laughs> they had snowmobiles that went up there but mm-hmm. you know if you were up there you would just be easier for you to walk mm-hmm. and he comes up like this he comes here's the pad he comes down he's twirling he lands on his back to land on the pad and he misses the pad and hits his back and I'm on the phone and I'm like, oh my God, you know, and I drop the phone and like walk up to the guy who's lying on his back in this hard ice because those half pipes are just, you know. So anyway, he was fine. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but but the thing is, is that it's that Disney had the most workers comp, you know, whatever you call that, like, you know, file filings of any of their movies that they ever did. And oh they still gosh. claim that it's the hardest Disney Channel movie that they've ever, that anybody has ever had to do. Just because it was night and snow. And then at some point, you know, it's kind of a thing. You just want the snowboard competition to look good. So we had fireworks, you yeah, know, on the side that. of the thing. And these lighting companies had to somehow get lights up the side of it. So the whole production, you know, yeah. That was hard. Yeah. The, 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 they just keep getting harder and harder as they life goes on. That's what I have to sort of say about these Disney Channel movies. Yeah, they start out sure. as read it and weep, right? And, <laughs> yeah. Or like the Irish words, mostly character and funny and things like that. And mm-hmm. then pretty soon we're doing zombies where, you know, it's everybody's affected. And <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Shit. it's a it's whole crazy like bigger thing. And bigger and bigger and bigger. So. Anyway. On that same sort of subject, we were talking about how Camp Rock 2 and Let It Shine were both like musical type movies. So, what is the um what is the pro- like the process like for filming that kind of movie and were actors like really good at singing when you hired them or did they have to get coached and what was that like working with them? Well, so there everybody, I think I think that's a sort of a thing that happened once high school musical hit and it became like this giant thing, then it became sort of this mandate like this is the thing we're going to do, right? And fortunately, I happened to be I know musicals and I know how to yeah. do it, so it was easy for me to like kind of keep going into that sort of genre. And then I think Camp Rock I did first or did I do the Cheetah Girls first? I can't remember. One uh, um Ooh. I would say, I would guess Cheetah Girls, but Cheetah I can't Girls remember. Cheetah Girls first. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, you're right. That is so, so I mean, I think maybe, well. the, maybe the Cheetah Girls, they were a little more worried about, like, oh, is he going to be able to do this musical number? And, you know, is, is he going to 
because they had Kenny who had done a musical before. Yeah, I had yeah. not. Done, I had done Jump In, which was musically driven, but it wasn't like you know fantasy or hey, I'm going to start singing musical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, then we can talk about that because that was a whole experience. Two <laughs> girls. Yeah. But um, but Camp Rock was like sort of like really driven. Like it was driven. It came out of a place of of they're all performing right mm-hmm. and 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 the Jonas Brothers were hugely talented at that point. I had done the series first actually yes. before yeah. the the movie you know we did. So there was all of that around them. You know, you would leave the hotel and it would be like the Beatles. You'd be like, you know, all these girls and crazy fans would yeah. be like stalking the hotel oh and, <laughs> and like, you know, security guards. And and so it was like, you know, for them, they just blew up between Camp Rock 1 and Camp Rock 2. And I think the, the thing that I like about Camp Rock 2 or what I'm proud of is that, you know, you got to look at Camp Rock 1 and go, you, yeah, it's great, and it's great because of Demi and the boys, and they're so young yeah. and inexperienced. But just as a constant, like the look of the movie and what the camp actually is, it's kind of confused and not, you know, really. And so in Camp Rock 2, you know, okay, there's this other camp, which is Camp Star. So now we can have this big giant stage, you know, with fire effects and all, you know, 200,000, you know, like lighting thing. And we actually built the camp, uh, you know, all the cabins and all that kind of stuff were actually in um, on this place called Rockwood, which was a lake. So they were, we built all that and designed the what the camp would look wow. like. So we didn't have to, you know, drive to a bunch of these camps, which were all over the place. And we used some of the stuff of the original camp. We were just there for a few days to do like the opening sequence but the rest of the time we were not there so that was just fun it was fun like really blowing out what camp rock really was going to yeah, look like yeah. and it was fun working with the jonas brothers and demi my sort of feeling was that she seemed super happy and i think she was a joy to work with and i knew she was going through stuff and i was warned at the beginning of it of like what the stuff that she was going through but when she was there i didn't feel like yeah. she was particularly you know stressed out or i felt like she was happy yeah i think she was dating joe at the time oh my goodness <laughs> oh my gosh okay. all the fun all stuff. the teen drama yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah you yeah. got to experience so fun so fun <laughs> i we were saying how like we did an episode on lemonade mouth recently and we were saying like oh, like, there was talks about a sequel, but what if it wasn't as good? And then Peel was like, well, what if it was, like, Camp Rock 2? Like, what if it was, like, <laughs> even a, another, like, even good better, one? Right, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is something that we definitely took away from Camp Rock 2. Is like, yeah. sometimes the sequel isn't nearly as good, but it was definitely, like, the music is yeah. great in that one, and I'll just so dance. wonderful. Yeah. I mean, you know, there are some good songs in Camp Rock 2. There isn't that This Is Me song. That's the only thing that I could kind of say that is... Yeah really like the thing and what we should have done is kind of brought that into camera yeah, like a reprise yeah that, that would have been good i can see yeah. that but we never really thought of like you could do that you know <laughs> yeah, we always yeah, have a sure. new album and, but you know anyway. it's fair makes sense you, no, you got it. Do. I don't know what it's called. I don't know what it's called either. Okay, well, there's a scene in Camp Rock 2, and I believe it's when the original Camp Rock is, like, going to challenge Camp Star. Right. And um, there's this dance that they do when they're... Oh, yeah, they've now become, like, this kind of... Yeah, TikTok. yeah. <laughs> we just wanted to hear your thoughts on it. It's become... It's blown up, and it's... we love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, the funny thing is, is that that, that was... 
we were at this place and they're and they say they kind of march in they stop in and yeah. i told maybe it was uh, rosario who was like the choreographer i go they need to do something like they need to <laughs> yes, have some yes. kind of clap step kind of yeah. thing but so we got to come up with something so they were like you know come up with something so they they all sat there and figured out like demi and joe and the choreographer and and all the people that were in there like literally standing on the trail were like okay we're gonna do this you know and yeah and the art, that's so great oh oh my god whatever this thing is and then camp rock and the judges <laughs> were, were concerned about not wanting to dance ever and and you know and so they weren't going to do that, but they could, you know, yell and, and, be, and come up the rear. Yeah. So it was all like, I go, okay, great. All right, here we go. And literally in five minutes, this thing, you know, we did it just yeah. to get them to the marks so they could do the scene. Yeah, that feels was funny. And then when I saw it on the thing, I thought like, oh, wow, the littlest things turn into like the most famous. Yeah. Yeah. The, so crazy. The, um, that's but. incredible that that was like five minutes and yet it's like the most yes. iconic scene now. Right. It's yeah. so it's something that would happen and, at and a summer people, camp. And people like use it to yeah. cut together different things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so great. I love it. It seemed like, like a Harry Potter version of of Camp Rock, where it's the Harry Potter people are like looking up and staring at the Camp Rock. Yes. People. Oh my God. Um, All the different all videos the of it are great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Um, we wanted to move into the, the TV that you've done as well. So you've directed some episodes of Andy Mack, um, High School Musical, the musical, the series, mouthful, right. uh, Ned's Declassified, and maybe Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Is that I did, I did one episode. Okay. okay. Yeah, so... We weren't sure. <laughs> okay, I want to start with Sabrina the Teenage yeah. Witch because that's really cool. That that's, was, like, one of my favorite shows me as too. a child. What was that like? And only, only, only directed one. one. And, and just, like... What was your experience with that? Well, I think you know, the fact that I only did one, just to show you that it really wasn't my genre um, mm -hmm. of, you know, like, television. TV, yeah, even more... though it says, like, every time I'm on my IMB, DDB is as most known for Sabrina. <laughs> <laughs> like, not true. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> so the funny thing about that show was that it was a... Um, so I came in there from doing single camera stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And they, I know it's a, it was on film at the time. And the job of a multicam director is like so completely different than the job of a single cam director yeah. mm -hmm. or a movie director, right? And so I had had that experience. And, you know, so coming into the thing, you know, I was, I wasn't used to, you know, they had four wall sets, there was no audience. So I just didn't, I thought, oh, well, what? Oh, there's an extra wall here. Let's move this wall, which nobody had ever done before. And I was, you know, I, one of the actors said, oh, you mean I get my own private scene here? And I go, yeah, it's just you. And I'll just read the off camera lines, you know, and cause it's, you're, you're just observing what's happening here. So I just shooting that separately. Right. So. You know, I wasn't really the, the I didn't kind of get that it's supposed to be like a play and everybody's yeah. supposed to do what they want, you know, like I thought you could do it well and there's no audience here. So yeah, I later learned from the other remote camera things. I mean, I learned from that, but so, but so Anna was, one of the moms wasn't very nice to me. So the whole thing oh. I was, and it was also weird. Like I would only work like, so many hours like oh yeah you go to the table read and then you're done for the rest of the day right mm -hmm. and i just couldn't get my head around it I yeah. Thought, should yeah. i be rewriting or shouldn't we be you know i just could not get my head around that whole like process i should have 
And then the other thing about that process is it's very, you're kind of a traffic cop where like the cast complains about the writers, the writer complains about the cast. It's like a you whole. Know, and, and then you're the guy in the middle, oh, I'll go talk to them about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like this, and they think the script should be this. Okay, you know, and oh so, or the, the, you know, the executive producers are telling you, they're not hitting the joke, go and tell them this. <laughs> and then you go out and you have to. So uh, to me, it was, I just wasn't, I didn't know what the skills were that mm-hmm. I should have for it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know the, like, the personalities. And I mean, was it Joe Hart was sweet to me and quite nice. And yeah. The other ones, it was the end of the season, and I remember they were kind of like, everybody's going out partying. Oh, my God, yeah. We're doing this movie, or whatever this episode. So, anyway, so it wasn't. Later, I I figured out the deal. Like, I did Raven, I did um, some other Disney Channel stuff, and Mm -hmm. so I kind of figured out, like, what that process is. Yeah, and then with High School Musical, the musical, the musical, the series. series. This is this is a really exciting project to work on. I think that that's so cool, and it's so different too because it's like a mockumentary too. Yeah, right. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was your experience on that show and with the Working actress? There now. was so much. I felt like there was so much drama. That oh, true. But yeah. also, like, it was. It's an amazing show, and I like moved. I moved on from like my Disney Channel shows, but I, I definitely went back and watched it Same, when it came out. So. For sure. Yeah. 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 Um, so it was. So I didn't do the first season, yeah. which was really good. I thought. Yeah, yeah I love the first because, season because you know Olivia and um, Josh. They were just, I think, fantastic together, mm-hmm. and you had that kind of like love story thing. And then the, the second season is when I came on. I got two episodes, and they wanted it to just kind of make it just a little less documentary. You know, mm-hmm. shake it around. They hired a different DP, and they want to just settle down a little bit and focus on the drama. Mm-hmm. I prepped and I shot like four episodes or four days yeah. of an eight day shoot or something like that. I think they'd take eight days to do two of them and COVID hit oh and they God. shut the whole thing down. Oh my God. So didn't even think like right that. after that scene where she's singing in, in the pizza shop, I don't know if you remember that yeah. episode, but I think that was the last thing I shot. And then Tim got up as the executive producer and said, okay, everybody, we're going home. And and they sent everybody home for like, I don't know, almost a year, right? Mm, like yeah. when everything was in lockdown for a year. And then a year later, I came back and they, they gave me the episodes that I had already prepped and then two other ones, you know, to shoot. And we shot that all, at least my experience there was all shooting during COVID and figuring out. Yeah. How to do it, how to do masks. There was all these rules about cast can only be on the stage for, you know, 15 minutes at a time and then they have to go. And the thing that I came up with was like, let's just not rehearse. Let's just, I'm going to put marks down because I can do this. (laughs) And they can come and talk to to Jason Earls, who was the dialogue coach and, you know, like work with him on on how to, but when they, and then I'm just quickly going to give what they're going to do and what they're going to say and how they're going to do it. And then we're just going to shoot it. And they are, we're so good. You know, they just delivered, you know, just fantastic performance. They yeah. would come in, stand, do what they had to do, do their lines. Tim or I would come up and say, we need to fix this or that, or we need this. And then they would go back. And, you know, I just think my only sadness is I didn't really get to do a big, you know, I did a couple big numbers towards the end with a lot of dancers, but it was really, they, they just didn't, you know, you know, they couldn't because of the COVID testing yeah. and things yeah. like that. Oh man, you know, to, to get through the whole thing. So, 
So, but but that's just a testament to that group of people that they got. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. an amazing cast. For super sure. talented. They're all mm-hmm. like you know triple threats. They call yeah. them. I think yeah. you asked that same question uh, earlier. Maybe I didn't even answer. Disney doesn't just. There's rarely a thing that they don't try to get somebody who can actually sing, dance, and act. Yes. It's not like they're going to find just an actor and say, we'll figure out the singing. That's, I mean, it happens sometimes, but mostly all those those kids can do everything. Yeah, it's really cool. It's crazy yeah. awesome, yeah. We also wanted to know if there is kind of like one project, like film, TV, or something that you think kind of changed the like trajectory of your career or like that you may be most like hold near and dear? Well, I think the luck of the Irish probably is the one that makes sense. You know, <laughs> I was doing the series stuff, you know, mm-hmm. before that. And I don't, I think at the time they were like, I don't think Gary, who was the, the boss at the time, like even really liked the movie, like saw it, it was like, yeah, I don't know, you know. And then, like, it aired, and 8 million people watched it. Yeah. And the second time, 8 million people watched it again. And oh, my God. People were calling and saying, this movie turned out great. And Henry Gibson was getting, you know, kids were stopping him on the street, and he told the casting person that, you know, all the projects that he's done in his life, which he could, like, laugh in and all bunch of stuff that, you know, we don't even know. Or I don't. You probably. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he's a pretty famous guy, and he said, "I've never had anything, you know, like it." And and I think when it did that well, and the response were so good, then it kind of did got me other ones like True Confessions and things like that. And and then I just kind of you know, I mean, you get branded no matter what you do. So when you guys decided to do, you know, everybody goes, "Oh, he's such a," and I'm not blowing my horn but people say oh he's such a great director and he should be not doing hit shows or something you know and like makes me mad because yeah. i just kind of think i mean i just feel proud i feel proud like that you guys are i you know i've always walked into these things thinking i just want it to be great no matter what i can do i'm kind of a pain in the ass that way with people you <laughs> yeah. know is he driving me crazy about this yes we'll change it we'll change it you know but so it hasn't been ever a phone-in job with me and so once that started happening on that role, I think that's kind of where I am today talking to you guys. I definitely feel like there's always like an expectation for writers, at least at our college, where they have to write a certain way or, or write like non, not genre kind of stuff. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's like exciting to hear that, yeah. you know, people are, are really into that and, and can still do what they love and not feel like... And you never really know. I mean, I think you have to... As a writer, especially, you have to like go with your heart, you yeah, know, and yeah, say, sure. I just know this is good. And I, you know, so many times, some things that are really great, like if you look at everywhere, everything all at once, you know, you can kind of like go, yes. wow, that's the biggest mind blowing thing. But in reality, it's a story of a mom and her yeah. daughter, you know, and yeah, that's and how she sacrifices for her daughter in the end, mm-hmm. and the daughter realizes how much her mom loves her. And, you know, you could put that story into any package. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's sure. sort of how you tell it. And, uh, yeah, I adore that movie. The directors went to our college, yeah. so it's a big deal here. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah, we go to Emerson, so it's like big. Got it. Yeah, also a big Where film school. It's in Boston. Yes, yeah. it's a big film school. So we, yes, we also wanted to ask, I guess in the film school, do you have any like advice for up and coming directors or people who want to get into the industry? Yeah, I mean, I think, well, no matter what it's going to be, it's, 
no matter how great you think you're doing now, unless you've, you're, you know, David Mamet and you just <laughs> completed the script by the time you're a senior and everybody wants it. Yeah. I mean, there are those stories, mm-hmm. but the more common stories are you get out, you find, you know, the place that you, that is gonna, that you want to be, that you get a job that's going to pay you not a lot of money and they're going to make coffee and, yep. <laughs> you know, sandwiches for people and, and you just have to do that with like the most amount of enthusiasm possible. Like you went to college to learn how to make sandwiches, you know, <laughs> or how to make coffee yep. <laughs> or, you know, carry somebody's chair around because in editing, they, you know, I, some story where Steven Spielberg really loves this one editor's assistant because he found a hard chair for him to sit in. And it's like, so it, it's those and those connections that you make with those people, those are the ones like if you're a writer and you're a PA on a show, that's a show that you like to do, like say you're on Snowfall or some, you know, show, you know, you'll meet other writers in that room mm-hmm. and other directors of that show. And if they see how enthusiastic you are, they will, they want to make you successful. They want to, to have you succeed because they did the same thing. Yeah. And so I mean, that's the thing. The hard thing is you're spending a lot of money. You're working with like a lot of great people in this college. You're writing, you may be on the top of your class and what you write and people may tell you all this good stuff, but then you come out and it's like putting all of that away because someday you're going to access it. But now it's about this. I've got to be this person. And you got to just keep the faith that it will happen to you. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. That's, that's really cool. That's that awesome. Good existed. to hear. That was good to know. Yeah. Speaking of making connections and networking, have you kept in touch with some of um, the people that you've worked with on these kind of more like earlier 2000s and 2010s uh, stuff we've been talking about or yeah, work with I them still, on other stuff? Um, you know, I don't, well, AJ Trouth, who played, um, you know, um, Shia's friend on Even Stevens, mm-hmm. he wants to build a pergola, so I still talk to him. Oh. <laughs> I don't talk to Shia so much. Demi, not so much. My son just went to the Saturday Night Live where the Jonas Brothers were, because oh, he's in, he goes to the new school in New York. Oh, yeah. And he's friends with Molly Shannon, so he walked up to the Jonas Brothers and said, oh, my, you know, my yeah. dad's Paul, you know, and oh my God, how's he doing? And you That's know, really so, sweet. so that there's, there are a couple of them that, that I, you know, still see it's, it's, but a lot of them don't, it's, a, mm-hmm. it's tough, you know, I yeah, think for, for them. Sure. Larissa Olenek, I just recently talked to because she's now acting again, like she's kind of survived and, you know, become a working actor, you know. It's just hard for these kids because they become a star, like really big stars, really young. And then they've got to figure out afterwards, like, okay, I guess I'm playing the mom in this role. Or yeah. <laughs> like, it's just difficult for them to go with the thousands of likes and 12 million followers types. Yeah. You know, it's even harder with social media. Yeah. But I don't know, I, I mean, I... Um, I mean, I'm still doing the zombies thing, yes. so, you know, Meg texts me occasionally, what's going on with this, and um, same thing with Milo, like, you know, when I'm in the thing with them, I, I cultivate that more, Yeah. but then people go and they do their, their own things, and yeah, I'm still Paul here at the Disney Channel. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we actually are, we have another interview coming up with uh, Nick Whittaker, who played Lenny in Read It and Weave. 
the brother. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brother. From Utah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, we're, we're excited to. We'll definitely say. say he was sort of an unsung. Like, he was a local cast, I yeah. think. Like, I think he grew up in Utah. And he, they, like, totally blew him out in that story. I think yeah. he's even singing in the. Yes, end. yeah. Yes. We can't wait to ask him about <laughs> that. Probably not in the script in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. <laughs> Just that. to start wrapping stuff up, we wanted to give you a chance to, you know, say what you're working on now and, and uh, yeah. what you're doing in the future. You can give us a sneak peek on anything that's yeah. coming up. <laughs> there are. Nobody's right. Nobody's greenlighting anything yet because mm -hmm. the writer's strike is coming, and there's a oh, yeah. and yeah. the director's thing is all happening. Thank you so much for for taking some time out of your Saturday to come yeah. talk to us. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah, it's been yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Really, thanks for asking me. And yeah. Are you guys seniors or? Oh, uh, uh, we're. I'm a junior, and I'm a freshman, so we're just. Oh, so you guys have a long way to go. Yeah. Um, well, a little so, bit. Yeah. <laughs> so this yeah. is this was such a great opportunity yeah. for us. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Well, maybe I'll see you. Um, in an interview someday. And, Maybe. You know, yeah. Interviewing with you guys on your projects. That would yeah. be awesome. That would be lovely. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're totally welcome. Yeah. Have a nice day. Take care. Okay, let me know if you need anything else. Yes. yes Thank you. Bye. Bye. Oh, okay. Should we just keep recording? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <gasps> I'm going to throw up. Oh my God. My backpack was in the shot the whole time. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Oh my god! I'm like shaking. Me too. He was so sweet. Why was he so nice? He was so nice. He was like, I'm so proud of you guys. I was like, <laughs> Oh my god, that was wonderful. That was amazing. Oh my I god! I can't believe that just happened. Yeah, I'm in shock. <laughs> what? I mean, Paul, that was amazing. Thank you for like, kind of like fulfilling a dream. Honestly. Yeah. Oh my god. I never okay, can you I just so say, candid. Like, do you know how much I want to cry right now? I'm like <laughs> that was No, like never in a million years would I think like I somehow would get some backdoor inside yeah. into my literally and we say the most influential media of whatever. But like genuinely into like the most formidable experiences of my yeah, life. Some of those I can't. <laughs> I can't do it. Pia, you gotta stay close to the mic. Oh my god. Like, some of those things that he did, like, literally Shaped made who me who I am. Yeah. And I don't think, like, he gets. I don't know if he gets. I don't know if he understands how Camp Rock 2 actually changed my life. Like, I don't. I can't breathe. I, I don't know. This is so amazing and generous and, like, cool of him to do. I, and I think he gave us I some really solid advice. Anything, yeah, if we can take anything from this uh, interview, I'm gonna go watch zombies. Yeah, uh, I think I'm, like, I think <laughs> I'm gonna maybe, watch zombies. Or should we too. just put it on the? Maybe we'll put it. Maybe next season on the podcast we will watch zombies. We already have some other Paul movies coming up. That is true. In next season, but I think we're gonna make sure to have zombies we're, on there. Yeah, we do. I am now we have so some excited. Paul movies this summer. Some, actually, I'm so yeah. excited. Oh my god, um, he was so candid about stuff. Yeah. Like, Oh my god, he really like. I was surprised because he's still working with Disney. Yeah, I know, me too. <laughs> and I was like, okay, Paul. <gasps> Paul knows what's up. Oh my god. Getting that, it was incredible. Like, that was so crazy. I'm feeling like a million bucks. I really am. Like, I feel like exhausted, like physically and me mentally too. exhausted. Yeah. But I also just feel like the coolest person in the I world. I know. And <laughs> getting him to talk about the camp rock scene, I'm so glad we did it. Yes! <laughs> like, I don't know what it is about, like, in, like I think we're obviously going to keep interviewing people, and, like, the more people we interview, this It'll might be become it. more real. But, like, I feel like we're... 
I don't know how to put this. Mm-hmm. Like, we're these people aren't so far away yeah, anymore. They're they're not like disconnected. They're not like in this. They're dream real place. people. They're real. They're real people yeah. that are like doing started their, from the bottom. No, we're here. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> but uh, I want to get better at like having conversations with people while we're interviewing. But I also want them it's to hard, have like it's hard to do their time to talk. I agree. I think it was fine. I think it was fine. I too. think that interview went great. I think that went swimmingly. Yeah, I just love that these like like this industry that seems like it's like in La La Land, you know, like forever away. Yeah. Seems like it's getting so much closer. Yeah, and like that, like that is all I've ever dreamed of. Like as mm-hmm. a kid, mm-hmm. is like to be one degree away from 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 some my favorite stuff and and he seemed so genuinely like interested in in how we were going to like make it yeah. with our writing and like he was like maybe i'll see you in an interview and yeah. i was like yes please like i will i will <laughs> do anything like, when are we writing a decom <laughs> <laughs> we should that should be like a season oh <laughs> i write a decom me and pia write, write a, a decom. yeah okay oh, oh uh it was it's one of my so dreams in life. It'd be so fun. Yeah. We should do that. <laughs> I think we need to process. I take think, some time. I think we are but so, so grateful. Yes. And thank you again. Like, I hope this episode was everything you dreamed of, too. Yeah. And and we have, like, we've had the coolest guests so far. Sweet. And yeah. it's really cool to see, like, how these people are, like, humble and yeah. like and we're just going to keep success. doing more interviews like mm-hmm. this because because, of because we email like a lot of people every day yeah that is all for this episode yeah. of childhood trash you can follow us at childhood trash pod on instagram you can follow maggie at maggie and keating you can follow pia at pia la Placa. thank you so much for listening for- to this episode of the podcast we will see you next thursday Maybe not. Actually, we won't see you next Thursday. We won't see you for a while. (laughs) We won't see you next Thursday, but we'll be back to do some summer episodes. So get ready for that. Stay tuned. Bye. Bye.